Hey, and welcome to the Popcorn, Popcorn Junkies. Junkies. And we are reviewing a movie, a British movie, called Living, starring Bill Nye. Um, what are your, how do you feel about Bill Nye, Mum? I love him. Do you? I've always liked him. I mean, yeah. long before he became, he is now, I would say, officially a national treasure. National treasure. But long before he became a national treasure. I can't remember what it was that first put me onto him, actually. He was in a couple of those uh, sort of comedies. Was he in Notting Hill? Or something? He, he, he yeah. Said, I, I always thought, was he in Four Weeks? I don't know. You see, this is one of the problems I have with Bill Nye is I, I like him. Yeah. But I can never identify what he was in. No, and he's often part of, he's, he's usually just part of an ensemble cast, isn't he? Yeah. He doesn't play the main one. Was it one. about a boy where he played an ageing rocker? He was, he, he's, oh, he's a fantastic ageing rocker. Anyway, Bill Nye stars in this. It's a film that's based on a f another film called Ikiru by um, Akira Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Um, who incidentally also made Ran and Seven Samurai and all yeah, that, which inspired Star Wars, an incredibly yeah. uh, influential uh, Japanese filmmaker. Uh, the screenplay on this is by Kazuo Ishiguro, which yeah. I would have thought for you is kind of significant, right? It's very significant. And I was listening to an, an interview with him and he said it's the first time he's ever done um, lots of his books have been made into films, but it's the first time he's ever done a screenplay. Oh, right. So what is the concept of this film? Well, the original film... I'm dying. Sure. <laughs> oh, yes, about dying. <laughs> or how, how to make the most of living when you know you're going to die. A good death. A good death. So he li this character, his character, uh, Mr Williams, Mr Williams, he works in a bureaucratic environment, as you rightly said in the screen, in Kafka-esque. It's actually a planning department, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. He works in an incredibly tiny, cramped office with about four other men and a woman. Um, and we, we start the film actually following this younger aspirant gentleman, don't Who's we? Who's quite good, isn't he? I thought he was a good actor, yeah. I yeah. can't remember what his name was. Was he Mr. Wakeling? I think so. Yeah, played by Alex Sharp. He, he, he's fabulous. The film started with a curiously odd uh, montage, if you yeah, like. montage. Oh, sorry, of archive footage of London. Yeah, which I and thought they, was I great. thought they quite nice because they plopped the titles to the film on it. And yeah. I was kind of struggling to think, was this the original film? Well, it was really nice seeing footage of London, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Old footage of London, which was. I thought was a really nice device to take us back in ta time. And it was all the usual tropes, wasn't it, from that sort of period where all the men in bowler hats queue up to get the train the to get to London and walk across the bridge. All and I liked all that sort of stuff at the front of the film with the gentlemen on the platforms with their bowler hats and all that kind of stuff. I loved the first conversation between him and his work colleagues. Yes. Where they said, we don't really smile or have fun. No. And he was a smiley young man full of kind of aspirations and yeah. hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it must seem to some people, modern day people, it must seem so antiquated, that sort of idea. But both my parents were civil servants and I know my mum described exactly that situation mm. to me of having the thing pile up in front of you and you're having to deal you with it in the office. In the office. Mm. And up to a point when I was first a librarian, we used to have stuff like that. Yeah, what mum was referring to is, is, is the paperwork The that paperwork builds. that builds Because of course up. this is pre-computer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. and almost the more successful you are, the bigger the um, yes. pile is. Yeah. You would have thought it was the opposite. But this young boy is used as the kind of access point into this office where we're introdu introduced to Bill Nye's character, Mr Williams. And Mr. Williams is essentially the boss. They're all very sort of deferential to him. They, In a very know, quiet way, very though. Very quiet way, yeah. He's very sort of... And I have to say, right from the early on, I don't know about you, and I'm going to go off on a personal tangent here, his character is very low-key. Yeah. Doesn't say much. Yeah. No expression. No. Walk slowly, walk silently, just virtually not there. Or as yeah. one of the characters later in the film says, I have the nickname is... Mr. Zombie. Mr. Zombie, yeah. But he really, really reminded me of our, my grandfather, your yeah, father. Yeah. And this whole film, in a sense... It's definitely of a bygone made, age, isn't it? Yeah, but made me think about men of that era. Yeah. And yeah. what the hell was going on for them? Yeah. What was going on for yeah. them? Yeah. How did they measure their success? Or how did they measure... Who? The men like that, sitting round a table. I mean... 
getting the work done. It's just getting stuff done. Well, actually, that's what Mum used to say. It's just yeah. moving through. It's, it's moving. They, they refer to it as a skyscraper. Yeah. The pile of work in your in, in tray, and the idea is to always keep that in tray high. Yeah. It looks like you're busy and you've got lots of work. Yeah. So I, I guess achievement is, is getting it low. I'm trying to understand the psychology because I think what's interesting about this film is it does give us a specimen of masculinity that we have all forgotten and none of us would aspire to, which is an emotionally blunted man. And this film is essentially about how him getting a terminal diagnosis of cancer shifts him into thinking, what the fuck is my life about? How can I live my life more fully? But it just made me really think about men of that era, what was going on for them? And it kind of made me feel really sad because I thought, oh, how tragically sad for these men of a certain generation who were probably feeling so many things but didn't really understand them and precisely sort of steered all of their emotional complexities into the rigmarole of just doing the same job every day. Every day, yeah. Very, very anodyne, mm. wasn't it? I mean, so anodyne. All about bureaucracy, and that's very much what the original film was about. Yeah, and you can't actually think that they all that they had a sort of life. That's what I mean, from, but they must have yeah, done. Yeah, but they must have done, yeah. In, in their heart, but maybe they were just so trained. Because it's like you said at one point, you said, God, people must just look at this and think, what we, why, it's so curiously English. Yeah. So curiously, well, and just... Japanese, I think. I think yeah, interestingly, yeah. because they're very buttoned up, buttons up, so buttoned up. Anyway, so so and and so, really, that's that's what the film is about. It's about this man who's a bureaucratic boss. It's about his team, in a sense, around him. I thought, for me, I thought the office was beautifully shot. Yeah. Beautifully set design, production yes, design. Yes, it was, it like, was. He, The director went for, the cinematographer went for really nice shots where there was always something blocking in the in the foreground. So you had that sense of them being hemmed in. I don't know if you noticed, all the way through the film, he was using uh, sort of foregrounded objects and, and yes, papers yes. and all sorts of stuff. So it, it was it's a very beautifully shot film, actually. Almost Designed as, yeah. Yeah, and also beautifully lit. And I, it, oh. it struck me that in many of the, there's many sort of very sort of, what's the word? Diametric is it, or sort of geo ge geometric? Very many, uh, quite a few geometric shots of him and many of the characters walking through a city where sharp light. You know, yeah. I don't want to sound like a wanker, but is it chiaroscuro? That sort of extraordinarily yeah. sharp light and shadows. And no, that's very true. I mean, I was absorbing that without actually realising what yeah. it was. But there was a sort of thing. Although he was the just to go back to their sort of dynamic in the their office. Their dynamic in the office was that he was clearly the boss. But everything he did was soft voiced. He, yeah. he never, even if you, you felt that even if he was not upset, but angry or trying to show his power, it was all soft voiced. Mm. It was mm. never, he was never sort of raised horrible. his voice. Never. And no. you felt that was important. I mean, yeah, I mean, their deference, because at first they, they talk about him getting on the train and you sort of think, oh, is he a bit of a monstrous character? Yeah. And there was a really moving part where Bill Nye, who's the boss of this team, Obviously, he has a boss who's Sir Such and Such. Yeah. And there was a shot of him, again, in this beautiful, lit, kind of shadowed kind of dynamic. Bill Nye standing in the corridor, and as the Sir went by, he, he sort of bowed his head. Yes, almost bowed. And it's a, it was an age of deference. It was an age of... Deference is a good word. Bureaucratic. So almost they'd sacrificed themselves to bureaucracy. Yeah. You know, and so they were slave to bureaucracy. I don't know, it just made me... It, 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 you know, it's, it's of a historic interest, I think, this, because you rarely see this sort of side of it. It's always usually... You know, history is often told from the dramatic side. This is very undramatic. It's a very undramatic film. Totally. Isn't it, really? Even yeah. though there's this kind of very dramatic moment at the centre of it. Yeah, and also, he, uh, the reason I say that he never sort of raises his voice, he's sort of clearly the boss in one sense, mm. but it's as he starts to sort of actually dig his heels in as the film goes much, much further in, yeah. you start to realise the extent to which he's changed. I mean, because I mean... Oh, what do you mean after he's been diagnosed? Yes, because yeah. a huge part of the film is whether his mates who know him not at all... His work... 
workmates. workmates. Um, yeah, you can't, can't really call them mates. mates. No, 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 they're not you can't mates call them that. They start to sort of talk amongst themselves or start to think, has he changed? He's mm. not quite like as how he was. And interestingly, his family dynamic is a really horrible family. He's oh, got gosh. a very sort of unconnected... But again, this is, a, this is a symptom of the age. I mean, I'd be curious to know how much connection was there in your household when in the 50s or whenever it was set, you know, because there was no emotional complexity. He was mute at home. His daughter-in-law, if it was his daughter-in-law, sister, we can quite work out. It was definitely his son, wasn't it? It was definitely his son, but they, they, you know, there was clearly something up with Bill Nye when he's been diagnosed. He's sat in the dark looking straight ahead. Yeah. And they don't think to press him. He doesn't want to bother them. No. All this, but even around his diagnosis, he describes it to everyone in the film as a bore. It's a bit of a bore. It's a bit of a bore, yeah. Which I can imagine my father saying. Yeah, absolutely. And then then the film flips into, and I have to say, the point at which it flipped into him living, he wants to live, uh, which is kind of an obvious kind of thing, really. that was the point at which it got a bit creaky for me because he meets Tom Burke. He goes, he's this artist type on the coast. Yeah, he goes down on, on a sort. He runs away basically, which yeah. is so un, um, un. The character is just wouldn't do that. No, and he's run away to do something quite yeah. depressing. And the way that we're introduced to that, which I thought was quite interesting, is that we're introduced to the. We know that it's the coast. We don't know which part of the coast. We're introduced to Tom Burke talking to a, la- a woman in a uh, cafe. cafe yeah. And then Bill Nye is very firmly fixed in the background. And then the only reason Bill Nye gets involved in the conversation, and this is how we know how serious it is, is that he hears the Tom Burke character saying he never gets enough sleep, he never gets enough mm. sleep. And Bill Nye, he says, I've got something, excuse me, interrupting, but I've got something that might, mm. you know, do for that. And then he takes that so many times yeah, yeah, yeah. that you immediately realise he's come away possibly to try and kill himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know... It's all understated and even that was understated, Yeah, I mean, it's it? almost like there's there's no drama to the diagnosis. There's no, no drama to the idea that he potentially wanted to take his own life. No. There was almost no drama because then what ensues is a scene of kind of almost kind of... Bacchanalian. Re- well, bacchanalian <laughs> hedonism, but, but relative to a man almost with a bowler hat. I mean, it was, you know, there was a curious tent, there was a belly dance. I didn't realise that the Tom Burke character, I read it afterwards, was putting on a show. I didn't ah. even I didn't even get that. Oh, so he was the talk. master of Ceremonies. It was a master of oh, ceremonies. Well, that, yeah, that kind of makes it sense. It sort of all made sense. So to it's me. a sort of tentative environment. There's lots of loose women, yeah. <laughs> literally. Belly know, dancers. Belly dancing, people snogging, drinking, yeah. carousing, all sorts yeah. of kind of. Not at a, all Bill Nye's. Well, no, Bill Nye falls asleep. He does. I mean, he's, you know, he's living, but it's not this kind of living. And no. then this is where I think the really important character, which uh, Amy, Lou, played by Amy Lou Wood, who's Margaret, a uh, young lady who worked in the office, who's left the office, was wanting a reference from, from Bill Nye. I thought she was a brilliant actress. I thought she yeah. did it beautifully. He, yeah. he sort of he becomes infatuated with her in some way. Yeah, infatuated. I would say more by her youth and the fact that she's got it all in front of her, mm. and the fact that she's so bold in that. Mm. He suddenly he's sort of brought into it's brought to his notice that she's got all of that, and he's been doing nothing of that. I, I had mean, a problem with that though because I didn't feel she was that bursting with life. No, no, but she was to him. No, I know, but it didn't like you could have pointed it, <laughs> you could have looked any other way. I don't know. I mean, I thought she played it beautifully. She and so did. this curious friendship, potentially a bit unbelievable friendship, developed between him and her. Um, and as, as as you rightly say, she becomes this sort of she becomes this sort of almost uh, cra- she she cradles this idea of sort of living life and having potentiality, and yeah. she's got it all in front of her and all that kind of stuff. And he. He's, it's, it's a curious film, really, because quite suddenly we, we, we're shown them, you know, what happens to him. Yeah. And then for the last half an hour, we sort of then started to go into sort of flashbacks. Yeah. It's very curiously structured. It is, because it sort of became a ghost story in a way. Emotionally, I found it really strange, because I felt like I fell off yeah. an emotional cliff edge. I was kind of warming to him. 
he plays it beautifully. I mean, I think he really plays it understated. I was really sympathetic to him as a generation of man, going back to the kind of yeah, the psychology of being a man of that yeah. generation. There was a lot going on in his eyes and there was a lot mm -hmm. going on in what he wasn't saying. And then suddenly he was dead. Yeah. And I found that, I always felt a bit cheated. Did you? That it didn't take it to the end. Yeah, I mean, it shows you his funeral and it shows you sort of all the, well, basically his son trying to get to the truth of the matter, but you sort of... You, you didn't feel he cared when he was alive. You didn't, didn't feel he really cared one way or the other, at no. All. I mean, no. there's a suggestion as well that lots of people are talking, you know, curtain twitching about his friendship with the young woman, everyone thinking it must be sort yeah. of sexual in some way. And so yeah. you have the sort of mores of the time. And I, I, I suppose what I'm saying is I, I, I was with this film for, until about an hour in, and then I just thought it, it kind of started to fall apart a bit for me. I liked, I liked that. I mean, I agree it didn't sort of read true in a way, but I quite liked it. Mm. And I quite liked what they gave us at the end. Yeah. The fact that the whole... Uh, I mean, I mean, what, what turns out is that he all his final days, and we discover from when he'd been diagnosed, was sort of spent trying to get this, which we were introduced to in the very first bit of it, a child's playground yeah. built. I like the idea of that. Yeah, and the women had come to see him mm. specifically, and then he wouldn't let it go, would mm. he? And in his very quiet, unassuming way, to the point where at one point he goes and asks one of the other departments, because that's the only way you can do mm, it, mm. and they never move on these mm. pieces of paper. He said, I'll just wait. And they said, you'll wait a long time. And he sits and waits wait. a long time. Yeah. That's how he deals with A quiet with radical. A quiet radical, which my father was. So that's why he reminded you of Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he would stick his heels in, wouldn't he, if he yeah. felt like he wanted to achieve something. Or do yeah. something. I liked the sort of poetry of him wanting to create a, play, a playground, because, again, that goes back to living, of being a child. Uh, the potential of a child on a swing. I yeah. thought that was, I th that wasn't, it wasn't, or oh, it wasn't sort of naff. No, it wasn't. Surprisingly, actually, when you, because when you put it like that, it sounds as if it would. Well, be. I think the whole film managed to dodge naffness. But one it thing, I, one thing I would say was the, the dialogue in it takes an extraordinarily long time to come out. For example, there was a scene towards the end where all the guys, that he, all his work colleagues, after he's died, they're all talking about him, and I could see what the director was going for, and it was quite sort of stage managed. But I was thinking, for fuck's sake, hurry up, guys! As they were telling each part of the story yeah. in the train carriage, there were there were moments where I just thought, the whole film. Not sped up, and I'm not talking about MTV age and us all needing things to be fast, yeah. but it, it really could have, it was a bit too languorous at times, I thought. It was. I mean, I had a sort of curious double thing of thinking actually it was very well directed mm. and wondering if these huge, huge lengthy pauses, they obviously came from the script and whether they were sort of insisted on in a way because we'd got into the rhythm mm. of these men taking ages to say anything. Well, I suppose what was quite nice about that scene was you felt the jet going back to my thing, which seems to be obviously my obsession with this film, men of that generation because i'm just trying to think you yeah. know the kind of the mental fucking acrobatics i go through on a minute by minute basis yeah. I think, well this was going on for people this yeah would have been in it must there. have been yeah and I, maybe that scene in the carriage which took too long was an articulation of how difficult it was for men then to yeah. tiptoe towards any kind of emotional opening up absolutely and what they did in a very sort of in this incredibly slow way was decide decide that as mr williams had done it this way in the end they would do, mm. they, they would learn a lesson from that. They mm. would make, I mean, wh whether they do or not, I mm. think I think we're sort of given to understand they don't yeah. do, do it in the end, but that's what they decide to yeah. do. So in sum up, what I would say was, if you've seen the trailer and you've got a sense of what this film is about, a man who's 70, whatever, or 60 something, uh, diagnosed with cancer, it's not actually as depressing in the ways that you no, think it would be depressing. No, it's almost not depressing at no, all. No, the diagnosis it? is very matter of fact because of the way that he deals with it in a sense. I think for me, the tragedy and the sadness and the poignancy that I found in it is a huge tribute to Bill Nye was the buttoned up struggle he had with opening up, right down to when the woman over, over dinner, over lunch said, we call you Mr. Zombie, him processing what that 
nickname meant in terms of how he came across to the world and what he had been all his life. Yeah. I thought that was really sad. I thought it was really sweet. And, and so for me, the sadness in this comes from his slow dawning realization of what he hasn't done, but what he can still do. Yeah, which, which, I mean, if there's any reason at all for the Tom Burke character being there, is that he he verbalizes that, doesn't he? He says, yeah. well, you've only got seven months, but yeah, you true. can do a lot in seven months. Yeah, he gives him the reason to go for it. Yeah. So in some, I would say this is an incredibly charming film. I went in thinking, oh God, I know exactly what I'm going to get. This is going to be another one of those British films, but it is incredibly British. It it's is. incredibly workmanlike. It 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 go, but but I would say nice the cinematography, it. the acting. It sounds a weird one to say, but the production design and set design was absolutely impeccable. Perfect, yeah. Um, it really, which which is important because it really took you back to this era. Yeah. Uh, Bill Nye is at the centre of it. I, I found it a little bit sort of confused towards the end. I get what they were doing, but I don't know why. It, I just found it kind of it kept maybe new, because it, kept it was from a, from, involvement, a thing, from a thing from a thing from a thing. But it kept neutering my emotional involvement, and oh, I found I his moment of death too sudden. I felt I felt yeah. like I, I felt like I'd been I'd had my relationship sacrificed too soon. Even though we go back to him. It, we were wrong-footed, sorry, excuse me, we were wrong-footed a couple of times in the sense that the first look we see of this man, we thought, I thought, was him as a young man, younger yes. man. Yeah. Turns out that it's, he's no. not. We don't actually see him for no. a bit. And like, and they did the changes but of tone. A, but there was a nice suggestion there that perhaps that was the kind of younger man he was. Yes, You know, exactly. open face. Because exactly. he, he, he was a nice man. He, wasn't he was a nice man. man. Just... Also, let me just say as well, suburbia, yeah. which you and I have a horror of. Mm. and um, But also a comfort from, I get too. Whenever I'm in suburbia, I feel comforted because it's where I felt safest. I suppose so, yeah, of course. I, I just have a hot screen. Yeah, yeah, right, I bet. But, um, but they did that so well. Mm. It was almost like one Yeah, all the stuff screen. in the house was great. I thought the round the dinner table was yeah. really well done. I mean, you know, you think about it, you unpack it. It's, it's actually a really neat little film. Yeah. And when, I hate using the word sweet. It's a, it's a gently thought-provoking film. Yeah. Uh, and so on that basis, I would say, I, I'm surprised. I was surprised by it as well, yeah, which is really I was nice. Surprised. I would give it 75 out of 100. Okay, well, I think all the same things as you, and we've said them all already, I've said them. But I would more or less give it exactly the same. In fact, it's pointless going in a different direction. I would give it 75 as well. Mm. It surprised me. Mm. I thought it was it really... Had more depth than I yeah. thought it was going to have. And he's brilliant. Yeah, and really nice to get to see a film where he's the star. Yeah, or he's yeah. The main considering character. He, he's so low-key, yeah. you could sort of say, well... You know, he he's underplaying there. it to the point of... But that's where having had a grandfather like we had, that's what men could be like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hell, we, we ask ourselves as a family, what was going on in Dad's head? Because I used to call him Dad. But yeah, What's yeah. going on in his head? Yeah. We, just, we will never know. No. And I think in a small way, this film gives you a little insight to what could have been going on in some of those men. Yeah, exactly. And also, very nicely put, I was just thinking the Tom Burke character as well got, made sure he got his hat. And that was crucial because yeah, I think true. that hat sort of made him almost mm. into a different person. Yeah, and as you rightly said, Tom Burke is always great in it. And he the, is uh, always I great. mean, again, brilliantly acted all the way through. So yeah. I'd fully recommend going to see it. Yeah, and me. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.